All right, welcome to the next episode of Just About Boxing at Jab University, brought to you by iBuild Texas. Check out our sister podcast, Jimmy's World. Both shows are available on all podcast platforms. Today's guest is none other than my homie, Meezy, Yoruba Maru Jr. What up? What's good, Terry? How you been? I'm hanging in there, man. Um, so you got a Golden Gloves win this weekend, right? Yes, sir. Most definitely. It was a two-day thing, but they're having a three-day thing right now. Um, post fighting two weeks again against a, against a, another kid. But yeah. So yeah, far, Marco Sanchez, right? D'Angelo's yes, little sir. brother. And that's going to be at uh, at Hobbs. Yes, at, sir. Uh, Isidro, yeah, uh, Isidro Castillo's show. So let everybody know how old you are, man. Well, I just turned 16. Um, and I was, yeah, my bad. I just turned 16. Yeah, that's all right, man. You, you're mildly retarded, but that's all right. <laughs> so when you start boxing, maybe? That's a, about like 2009. I was doing it when I was little, you know, been training. Then I finally got to compete it when I was eight, turn eight. And yeah. And, uh, where you from? Rep your hood, man. Let everybody know where you're from. I'm from Albuquerque, New Mexico, the 505. Me and my sister out here, you know, representing. Yeah, Duke City. And uh, your sister is the Pueblo Rican, Shariah Maru. And um, she's doing big things. Olympic alternate. You're a perennial contender at every national tournament. Maybe one of the flashiest kids we've ever seen. So what got you into boxing? What I know your sister told her story why she got into boxing, but what got you into boxing? Well, when I was little, I always wanted to try something new. I mostly wanted to do football, but there was always that one sport that caught my attention. It was boxing. I just saw how competitive it was and, you know, all the um, stuff you had to do to be, you know, great. I was like, let me get it a try. And so when I was little, I was like, you know what? I want to do this. That's what's up. And you guys train in your backyard, man. And which is really dope because your ring is in the backyard, just like a wood frame, some corner pads, some ropes. And at the Western Qualifier, y'all had all the top dogs sparring in your backyard. What's that like? Everybody big in your backyard. Man, it's crazy because it's like a little ghetto back there. You know, we had to work with the stuff we have. But seeing all the great talent we had back there, man, it was crazy. It was a blessing. Yeah, that was real dope, man. And and y'all live in the war zone, so it ain't like the greatest place on earth. Your dad always like, man, living in Albuquerque is like Grand <laughs> Grand Theft Auto. Um, ain't lying about that. Yeah, man. Um, so you've been training for a number of years. You're at almost every tournament. I don't see you miss none of them. Like, so what do you love most about boxing? Well, the competitiveness, man. Like. Out of all sports, I feel like it's just that competitive, you know? There's always going to be that kid that's always going to have, like, that slight edge of you or something. And, you know, you're going to have to train harder or something just to do it and beat them. But I just mostly like it because how competitive it is. It gives me a challenge to do. And what do you hate most about boxing? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, Sometimes, I guess, when you're cutting weight, you know, cutting weight be so hard because you, you, it's up to you to make the weight. And, you know, it's always on you. That's what's up. You played other sports, too. I remember seeing you play basketball. Yeah, I played basketball, but I'm going to be honest. I wasn't that good at it. You know, I, I could do a little handles, but my shooting was pretty bad. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> at least you're honest with yourself. You know yourself, man. <laughs> so you've been to all these tournaments. Like, what is your favorite tournament to go to? Mm, I don't know at the moment. 
maybe JOs. Everybody yeah. says JOs. Nobody yeah. says national the national championships ahead. Uh, I think Joe Hicks is the only person said Eastern. Uh, nobody said Western yet. Well, no, I think one person said Western because it was closest. But like everybody else, just says JOs. Man, what makes the JOs that dope of a tournament? Well, I think because you know, like before the um, Corona hit or whatever. You know how you had to go to state, the regionals, then nationals? I yeah. think it was more like of a um like more of a difficult way to going or something, you know? But like yeah, it's more the old way of going. Yeah. You had to earn your way. Of it. Yeah, you mm -hmm. had to earn your way there. Uh, and I know in with all these fights, how many fights you got now, man? I know you well over hundred. I have 119 right now. 119 fights, man. You've been around. Uh, with 119 fights, I know you fought some of the same people repeatedly. Um, like, who's that one opponent you're like, man, I gotta fight this dude again? Or just like, like you're tired of seeing that person at every turn, but you, you run into them, they just always in your bracket or always on your side of the bracket? So far, um, it hasn't been like that lately. You know, there was always that one kid, but he, you know, like, he's taking a break. I don't know, but Right now, it's just been mixed up brackets, so I've been chilling for now. I've been chilling for now. And, like, who's the toughest person you ever boxed against? Um, To be honest, I don't know. There's a lot of great talent out there, a lot of great kids that fight out there. So many uh, talented fighters. That's a tough question right there. Yeah, and you've, you've pretty much fought them all. You fought Robert Merriweather. You fought Carmel. You fought Chata. Very you, talented who, kids. Who, who else you fight, man? You fought them all. Mm-hmm. Cervantes, Jose Cervantes from um, yeah. San Francisco. Yeah, he's by him too, man. You duck no smoke. No. The plan man. is just to get better, you know. I'm accused, yeah. you know. I may not win a lot of the against the biggest kids, against the, with the biggest names, but right now I'm at least giving them a great competitive fight. You know, that's going to happen when I get older into like the elite level or like into the pros, you know. Yeah, and a lot of people don't understand amateur boxing is developmental. You know what I mean? especially in the United States. However, overseas, Olympics is always their goal. Staying on the amateur uh, national team till they're almost 40 is their goal. But over here, the goal is the professional ranks, the paid ranks. Is that the goal for you too? Um, kind of, you know. You know, right now, I'm not trying to rush anything. You know, I'm just trying to build my status up, you know, get as much experience as I can. Wait till I get to like at least 20 to go pro, you know. Don't get me wrong, the um Olympics is cool, but you know, I just want to focus on my career. Yeah. And then what do you think makes Americans go pro rather than trying to stay till they're in their 30s for the Olympics? Well, I just think because like you know how like in Olympics, if you're a male, you have to fight without a headgear and stuff. Well, yeah. I think like they're thinking like why am I going to fight in an Olympics just to fight without headgear and not get paid when I can be a pro and get paid, you know, get that money? Yeah. And I think they're monetary just to get paid nowadays. Yeah, and this is a capitalist country. And um, so you watch a lot of boxing because I know your dad watches a lot of boxing despite that y'all like watching football too. Y'all Giants fans, I feel sorry for y'all. But uh, like in boxing, who do you watch? Like the pros, like who's the guy that, that gets your attention or you watching all they fight? Um, that's a pretty good question. Um, right now, before he lost was Alvis Rodriguez. I really liked how he fight, even though he had a couple of um, 
like a trouble his last fight, but he was one of my main guys to watch. Yeah, he fought Kenny Sims, didn't he? Yes, sir. Uh, Kenny Sims did his camp out here at Triple Threat. Um, that kid put in some work. That I think that fight might have saved his career. Well, that was a good little scrap, though. Majority, majority decision, Kenny's way. Who else you watch, man? Um, let's see. Hmm. That's a pretty tough question. I don't know, because you know there's a lot of people. You know, it's weird. I like watching that Never Read That guy. He has, like, the weirdest style, but the most strongest, weirdest power ever. <laughs> yeah, he does. It's a weird type of power, man. It'll catch you off guard. Oh, Matisse. Had you seen him, the Puerto Rican? Oh, my God. He a dog. Which Lucas Matisse? No, nah, he's from Argentina. Lucas Matisse. Yeah. No, not Lucas Matisse. Um, um, it starts with the S, I think. Something Matisse. I got, I'll, I'll show you next time. Yeah, text, text me his name, and I'll, I'll look He's a dog, man. He's something yeah. special. He might not have a long career, but he's always an entertaining fighter. Yeah, and then I, I know y'all y'all Puerto Rican. Well, y'all have Acoma Pueblo, right? Y'all from Acoma yes, Pueblo. Y'all from your mom's side. And your dad's side, Puerto Rican. Y'all travel to Puerto Rico. You, you do any training while you're over there in Puerto Rico, or you just vacation over there? Well, most of the time, I just go out there to spend time with my family, especially my uncles and stuff, you know, my tios and everyone. Man, I just mostly go out there to hang out with the family. That's where I uh, find peace and relax, you know? That's what's up. And uh, having that Puerto Rican heritage, there's a lot of great Puerto Rican fighters. Who is the greatest Puerto Rican fighter, in your opinion? In my opinion, I like Wilfredo Benitez. He's Me my too. go-to. Yeah, defensive genius. And uh, uh, I need to mention that John Scully, you know, Benitez ain't doing too great right now, needs 24-hour uh, care. And John Scully... Former pro fighter and trainer of some champions. Um, he trains Arthur Beater Bib, used to train Chad Dawson, does some raising money for you know Benitez and you know, Gerald McClellan and some others that are not doing too well. So I needed to mention that. So if anybody wants to donate to their cause, hit up John Scully on social media, he'll send you the address to send the check so you can uh help uh take care of these guys. So so you you said you liked the JOs the most. You ever won the national JOs? No, I ended up getting a bronze when I was little. That was like maybe like three years ago. But yeah. Well, you do you have any fights that just stuck out to you? Like everything your pops was saying in the corner just clicked. Like we worked. You know, you ever have some bouts like that? I had a couple, but mm. and and like what makes y'all click like that is y'all camp going into that particular bout is just tough and or just everything is just working together is it just the, the stars aligned or or is it is it difficult mm, i don't know it's like mix you know i don't know it's kind of difficult you know yeah and then I, how is it training with a father i got a kid that i train Sometimes even man, you just being mean. You know what I mean? You ever just feel like that with your pops? Yeah, I'd be like that, but it's part of the sport, especially if you have your coach as your dad. Like I love my pops and everything, but sometimes we'd be having those days when we get in little fights, but we always make it up at the end. That's what that's what's up. And y'all love each other a lot. And and uh you coming from Albuquerque, like in the southwest region of this country. Albuquerque is the boxing city. I'm talking about Bob Foster, Holly Holm, 
Johnny Tapia. Johnny Tapia, the biggest name out of all of them. Danny Romero, you know, Fidel was up there too. You know what I'm saying? You had Archie Ray up there too. You know, you had uh, Sanchez. Angelo Leo Leo got, you know what I'm saying? Like, what makes Albuquerque a fighting city like that? Well, I don't know. It's different things, you know, to everyone because you got those bad parts in Albuquerque. I just think they're just trying to get out of the city just to do something like, and that one thing is boxing, you know, it's helping them get out and like, all the rough stuff is helping them what makes them. That's what's up. And, you know, of course, Johnny's story is notorious for what he went through in life, you know. And um, and then New Mexico and Southpaws. Y'all known for Southpaws, man. Like, y'all just got a lot of left-handed people or are they right-handed people that just decide to fight left-handed? What do you know? It's mixed, man. I'm just glad my my pops told me to be a southpaw. I stuck to it. You know, I could switch back and forth, but I'm more comfortable as a southpaw. Yeah, I seen you switch back and forth, and then uh, I see you be a little flashy too. You did the Roy Jones tap your boot and smack your opponent a couple of times. What what is that? Is that just your swag, or do you just be feeling it? What is that? Well, it, like in a fight, and when I feel like I have them, you know, like when I, you know, in my mind, I feel like I'm winning the fight. You know, I think I'm about to take it. You know, that's when I play around. You know, messing around with my opponent, but. I, I got to stop doing that because, you know, that's what happened at the last national. The judge told me that if I stopped doing that, he wouldn't, you know, he would have gave me the fight, but I just got to stop messing around, playing around. But is that in their rules where they supposed to dock you for being flashy? Cause I don't think that's part of the scoring criteria. They just, I don't know. some people don't like it because they think I'm being too cocky, but you know, that's when you feel comfortable. Yeah. You comfortable, you comfortable. I don't believe there's a such thing as being too cocky as a fighter. Your job is to dominate another human being, which requires some sort of cockiness. All right. So you said you just finished running today. How far you run, man? We ran four miles. I'm not going to lie. It took me a little long because today my legs feel a little noodle-ish. Like, you know, when you're sore, mad sore. Oh, man, my legs are noodles right now. Yeah. Do you do any kind of specific type of recovery? Uh, not really. Mostly take, you know, like an ice bath, the regular stuff. Just like that ice bath. You don't go get the massage therapist or any of that cryotherapy or any of that crazy stuff. Mm-mm. Yeah, I heard that cryotherapy is cold as hell. So, like, what's y'all's training schedule like? Six days you know, a week, seven days a week? You, it's in your backyard, so your dad say, let's go train. It's time to train. We'll train through um Monday to Saturday, um Monday to um Friday, but like Saturday and Sunday, we mostly go like run in the mountains. You know, my dad always tells me if you're not gonna train for like a, like say I got done with the tournament, if you're not gonna train like boxing wise, just go for a run or something. Always stay in shape, you know. So, yeah. Do you find that work. helps you cut weight because you're not far away from your weight no more? Yeah. When I, like no. I never really had to like cut like crazy weight for a tournament. I always walk around at my walk around weight and like I'm just straight chilling. And you fighting 119, right? Yes, sir. And is you a junior or are you a youth? I'm a junior, but after this, I'm about to be youth. In December, you become a, a youth. And then uh, so like your bracket is pretty hot. Like you went into Chata like first day of the tournament. Uh, like y'all bracket stays hot. You had what a Pantherita left and is going pro or something like that but overall it's a pretty hot tournament or hot bracket yes sir 
and, last year uh, had one of the biggest ones and one of the strongest ones, but you know. Yeah, so with you see, you said you're gonna wait till 20 turn pro or around that time, but you see these other cats going pro real early. Does it cross your mind like, man, I want to go do that, or nah, you just set on being an adult first? Well, right now, like I said, I'm just wanting to get as much experience as I can because you know, pros and amateurs are two different things. I just want to learn, 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 and get better as I can. That for them, I'm that's good for them if they want to go pro early, but that's not me. That's what I still up. got and, stuff to work on. And then your sister's on always at camp here in Colorado or this last time in San Diego. When she goes to camp, does she come back and tell you like what to expect? Is it different from what y'all do at home versus what she does at camp? Does she let you know anything? Does she give you inside track? I mean, she lets us know for a couple of things, you know, sometimes the workouts, you know, like like when what's the running schedule, their training schedule, and stuff like that, you know. So you uh you you've had an opportunity to come up and see the Olympic training center. You ever plan on coming to go to camp here or trying to make the team up here? Most definitely, you know, I always want to make the team. That's always going to be a blessing, you know. I just want to – I just got to work hard and train hard just to do it. And um, so what grade are you in, man? Well, I just um, finished my sophomore year. I'm about to be a junior this year. You got a driver's license yet? Mm -mm. I heard you can't drive. No way. Mm -mm. No, nah, <laughs> I heard your sister can barely drive too. <laughs> These inside jokes, y'all. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, like, how often do you spar? Every Tuesdays and, and Thursdays. Sometimes Saturdays if the coach let us. Okay. And um, at one point in time, you had Philo. He was on your team. So the sparring was more in-house. So now y'all having to – do you have to go to other gyms to spar or, or what's that? Yeah, right now I have to go to, like, different gyms like Sanchez, um, Power and Glory, stuff like that just to get work, you know. Everyone's helping me out, and we're helping them out. That's what's up. And New Mexico always takes a very strong contingent to nationals. Do you ever feel like being from the Southwest or being from New Mexico? Sometimes you get to, to a national tournament, you get overlooked because of where you're from. Well, you know, to me, I don't really care if they overlook me because at the end of the day, we're both going in the ring, you know, let them overlook me because, you know, they got to stay humble. At the end. If they don't, you know, I'm going to take over the win. That's what's up, man. And um, do you watch any of your contemporaries, like other amateurs, whether it be in your weight class or not? Do you watch any of them? Most definitely. I like watching on um, boxing. So all the, to amateurs, the pros or whatever, especially amateurs, I like looking people for like my weight class or above or a little lower, no matter what, you know, I just like. And uh, is there some like, do you take from what you see these other guys do and try to put it, especially if there's something you like and try to put it in your game. Yeah. Yeah. I see what I like, especially if there's a softball out there, like another amateur, I like to look like what makes them win and, you know, like what makes them so different compared to the other fighter. You know, I just try it out, you know, it doesn't hurt. Do you try it out just in a fight out of surprise or you try it in sparring first? Well, I tried in sparring. Then if I see if it works a lot in sparring, I'll try it in a fight. Oh, that's what's up. So, I don't want to hold you too long. Um, do you want to hit everybody with your social media handle so they can go ahead and follow you and keep up with you? Yeah, my Instagram's at Yoruba with um, three A's at the end and 
Yoruba Junior Maru on Facebook. You know, just add me, support, you know, watch me grow. And um, you got anything to say to your fans out there? I just want to say thanks to everyone that was helping me out for training and everyone. Thanks for the support. Thank you for having me on your podcast and everything. Appreciate the love. All right, man. You family, man. So uh, with that said, I'm going to go ahead and let you go, man. You have a good one. Have a good day. All right, Bye. you too, man.